your will be done. It is argued that Jesus' suffering was one of the worst ever. The Romans were experts in causing suffering to other people. They wanted to inflict pain, but also send a message to everyone else. They were good at humiliating people. Jesus' suffering also involved betrayal, one of the worst relational pains we can experience. He felt abandoned by God, one of the worst spiritual problems we can experience. But it's not about comparing. Although you and I do that too sometimes, don't we? How come my sufferings are so bad? How come this pit in which I find myself stuck in, how come I've been here so long? And it feels like when I look around and other people, you know, they seem like they're doing just fine. Other people aren't suffering. Why is my suffering so bad? Why are my family problems, my relationship issues, my emotional and and mental struggles, my physical pains? And so we can sometimes say, oh, I wish I had their lives. A couple months ago, I was, it was a, I think it was on Monday, I got a text from one of my religious sister friends in Phoenix, and she said, hey, can you pray for Mother Superior? She has some pain, and she's going to the hospital. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I prayed for her, and, and then I was heading down to Phoenix that day, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to be there. Can I bring you something? Can I bring you some food? Or I'll, I'll stop by the hospital. And so uh, I got some nice Chick-fil-A chicken noodle soup and went over there, and, and I was visiting with them, and they were telling me some of the story, that this mother superior had gone into the, the ER doctor and, and she's like, I don't know if I ate something bad or what, but I just have this discomfort and this pain. And so the doctor you know, did some tests and left and then comes back in with his arms crossed. And he's like, sister, you are one tough woman. Because apparently mother superior had appendicitis which is very painful. And the doctor says, he looks at her, he goes, on a scale of zero to 10, what's your pain at right now? And she looks at him and says, 10. (laughs) Usually people who say 10 are like crying and screaming. But looking at the outside, you would never know the suffering she was going through. We can't tell the suffering of a person from the outside. It also means sometimes you and I are experiencing deep suffering and we can feel not known by any of the people around us. But Jesus chooses to enter the depths of human suffering choosing to be with us so that no matter where we are in our sufferings, we would never have to be there alone. You know, the the people around the cross call out to Jesus, hey, he saved others. He can't save himself. Let him come down from the cross. Like, if you're God, then come down from the cross. Jesus is God. 
Jesus could have come down from the cross. And yet, he stayed there. He chose to stay there. The words the prophet Isaiah today say, I gave my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard, my face I did not shield from buffets and spitting. That Jesus chose to suffer out of love for you and I. And that wherever I find myself, no matter the deepest pain, emotional, psychological, all that stuff, that Jesus chose to go to the depths of suffering, even to to dying, even to to hell, the place of the dead. That St. Paul says today, Philippians, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So no matter where you and I are in that spectrum of suffering, Jesus chooses to go there to be with us no matter where we are. So that's the first thing we know, is that we know that Jesus chooses out of love to be with me in my suffering. But the second thing we learn by Jesus going to the cross today is that Jesus didn't stop the sufferings, but he teaches us not only how to face suffering, but how to sanctify sufferings, to to not waste it, to allow it to be a means or even a, a gift to transform us and lead us to deeper union with the Father. And so Jesus, who knows everything, He knows what's going to happen with his passion. Yet what does he say in the garden today? He prays. What is his prayer? Three times. He says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass pass from me. Yet not as I will, as you will. Same thing. Second time he goes and prays. My father, if it is not possible that this cup pass without my drinking it, your will be done. The third time praying the same thing. That that what is he first? He's honest with God. God, this is hard. I don't want this. Make it stop. Haven't we all prayed prayers like that? I think it's human. It doesn't mean we don't trust God, but actually a prayer like that is a leaning into our relationship with God. I, th- I think sometimes we could just dismiss that part and be like, Gosh, I'm so annoyed. But, but I know, I know, I know. God, you're God. Your will be done. Okay. But, but I think we actually have to do that crucial first step of just being real. Like, I, I hate this. 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 I hate, and then eventually we're going to be more articulate. You can't say I hate this forever. Eventually you're like, I hate feeling alone. I hate feeling like I'm never going to find that person to marry. I hate feeling so dumb. No matter how hard I study, it feels like it never works. I hate feeling like all these people are friends and then just stab me in the back. Like, What is that pain? What is that suffering that, that nobody sees on the outside but we carry and think about every day? That Jesus wants to listen. That Jesus chooses to experience it and feel it with us. That he invites us to be, to be honest, 
And it's only after being honest with God that we can say, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is what I want. But maybe, even if it's not that way, maybe it's okay, God, your will be done. That I can, that I can freely say that. That I can say that to the God who is with me. There's a, a sticker I got when I ordered a book or something, and I really like it. It's from Catholic Psych. And the quote is this. Ever-present God, here with me now, help me to be here with you. So I, I'm suffering, and I wish I was somewhere else, but somehow God is with me. I, I exist, God is with me. I'm suffering, he chooses to be with me. Ever-present God, here with me now, help me to be here with you. Yesterday I, I hiked the Grand Canyon with some students, and, and as you can imagine, it was very beautiful. It was very unique, too. It had like snow at the top, and then it was warm at the bottom. There was, there was a great spirit among the people. Um, and so it was just a very, it was very beautiful in a lot of ways. Uh, it was a large group, which caused a problem I didn't expect. Um, a ranger officer, apparently they exist, uh, came up to me as we were almost out. And apparently, if you have 12 or more people, you're supposed to have a special permit. Um, Father Matt didn't know that. Um, and so I was, but I thought like, okay, okay, whatever. Like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Like, um, you know, usually as a kid, I knew when I was doing something wrong. Usually we know when we're doing something wrong. I was like, I didn't know that, whatever, you know. And they said, well, ignorance is not, you know, you're still culpable. And so I was hoping it would be a warning, but instead to teach me a lesson, uh, I was a very large fine discouraging me and others ever to think about doing that again. And so as I, as I walked up, as we continued to walk, I, I was kind of thinking like, well, that stinks. Um, but then I thought, you know, the, the same God who was with me as I marveled in the beauty of the Grand Canyon, and the same God who I was delighting in with the people I'm hiking with, the same God who brought me all this goodness, the same God is still with me in this annoying thing, as, as simple and, you know, as, as a citation and a fine, that that same God was with me. And if I want to accept the blessings and the beauty, recognizing, oh, God is so good and he's bringing this to me, that just because what's brought to me doesn't look so good on the outside, but doesn't it still come somehow from that same beautiful, perfect God? That I want to accept these things, but I don't want to accept those things? From the same God who says, I work all things for good. And so I kind of just acknowledged that, and I was like, so be it. It's kind of annoying, but so be it. And, and I actually kind of, I said, am I going to let this ruin my day? Or am I, am I going to fight this thing that I can't really fight? Because apparently they send U.S. Marshals to your workplace to get you if you, you know I, mean? um, <laughs> I was like, am I going to fight this thing? Or can I just accept it? with serenity. And I was like, I'm not going to let this ruin my hike. So just kept on hiking 
and just talking to people and just felt, you know, it is what it is. And so we come to the top of the hill, the, the hill, the, the, out of the canyon, and it's a big hill, let me tell you. Um, and apparently the, um, this, this ranger officer, she had come up, kind of must have hiked behind us, probably a lot faster than we did, but she, we come to the top, and, uh, and she walks up to me, and she says, hey, um, she's like, I just want to encourage you to call that number on there and talk to them about reducing the fine, because you didn't know, and um, I'm going to email them also and let them know that you were so kind and nice, not like a lot of the people I talk to. <laughs> um, and I just appreciate your group and how, how, how kind they were and everything. And so, um, and I was like, okay. And I, I just felt her kindness and her charity. And I was like, there's something really beautiful about that. And I said thank you, and I, it's interesting, I still felt the same freedom. The same freedom I felt accepting the fine was the same freedom I felt having it reduced. It was like, I want God's will, no matter what it is. That everyone in the gospel today is fighting for their own agendas, except Jesus, who's surrendering himself to the Father's agenda. And then I think we spend so much mental energy in our lives fighting God for what we wish he would do in our lives versus the serenity of accepting his perfect will, his perfect love that fights for my happiness at his cost. And when I know that, that he loves me that much, that he holds nothing back from my goodness, that it gives me an incredible freedom to accept his will even when it's packaged very poorly. That accepting God's will doesn't mean that it's going to magically change my life and, and everything's going to be better. But it does make it that when I accept his will, that perhaps I can recognize him with me. That his incredible love can penetrate the pain of my suffering. And that even in the midst of sufferings, that, that somehow I can, I can accept that maybe this is good for me that maybe Jesus is with me. And that just as today as we began our service with people laying down palms in their clothes so that Jesus could walk upon them humbly, that our invitation this day is, is am I willing to humbly lay down my will and, and to accept God's will that this day and every day that, Lord, I... I want your will to be done, not mine.